And we have this little revelation. It'll be now three weeks ago, I believe, or something. We were, we were ministering on uh, something else and kind of stumbled into James. You know, we don't stumble, but uh, we, we were using it to uh, uh, buoy up something else we were talking about. And I just, the Lord just took me there. Um, I looked up a word that's in this passage. It's Matthew 24. Let's look in verse 4. I want to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. How about you? I want to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. I want to be strengthened in my inner man. I want to be strengthened. I don't want to faint in the day of adversity. I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want to be guilty. I don't want to, I don't want to suffer like the world suffers and be so full of Him and still not be able to live the victory. Y'all, we have the victory. He always, always, that means every time causes us to triumph. And when we don't get it, we didn't connect. And so what we do is we come together and we get the Lord to strengthen us so we can stay connected. So that when trouble comes, and trouble does come, we always have the victory. He always causes us to triumph in the Lord Jesus. So Lord Jesus, tonight we thank you for strengthening us by your might in our inner man. Lord, inside, inside, Lord. We're not just happy on the outside, but Lord, we're gloriously overjoyed by being your children, Father, and your brothers and sisters, Lord Jesus, being being brought out of adversity and after out of corruption and out of, out of shame and brought into the marvelous, wonderful light. And tonight we give you all the glory for every good thing that's in our life now, and for everything that's turning out amazing, Lord, we, we just give you the praise that there's just nothing going to turn out bad, Lord. It's all turning out amazing. And so we wait on it. We press for it. We, we stand, and having done all to stand, we just stand, Lord. We stand on your word, which has never failed. And why would it fail now? So, Lord Jesus, you're all in all to us, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. This in Matthew chapter 24, it says... Uh, uh, Jesus answered and said unto them, read it with me now, Take heed that no man deceive you. I'm going to do that again. Y'all, y'all, I caught y'all off. Verse 4, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Then I'm going to read the rest. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. So he talks about this word deceive. Um, the word there is uh, in the Greek, it's 4105, it means to go astray. He said, take heed that no man make you go astray. So that means we have to be mindful of other people. They can affect us. Y'all know, someone affected you to get born again. Someone affected you to get the Holy Ghost. Certainly someone has affected you to get healed. But there's the other side of that. And uh, in verse uh, 24... In this same discourse, he said, For there shall arise false Christs, false anointed ones, and false prophets, and shall, shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch such great signs and wonders that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So that word deceive means to go astray. It means to err. Have y'all ever erred and it cost you? Just messed up. Just, just. It means to seduce. So he's talking about many shall be seduced, wandered off, 
Uh, it does mean to be wander, to wander. It means to be put out of the way. I, I've been, I, you know, I hadn't always hit it just right the first time. I don't know if y'all have. Probably somebody would say in here, I, I got off the trail and went the wrong way and found my way back. But the word there is, uh, is to go astray. Turn with me to Second uh, Thessalonians, if you would. Second Thessalonians. If you get cold, we'll holler or wave or something, and we'll take a vote. <laughs> okay, in chapter 2, verse 3, it says, Let no man deceive you by any means. It's a warning. Well, anytime you're warned in the Word that something could happen, it means to put your guard up, doesn't it? Let no man deceive you by any means. So there's more than one way to get seduced or to get error. This word is a different word, this word deceive here. It's number 1818, and it means to seduce wholly for someone that is completely reduced by the seduction. It implies that they don't come back. They're so taken apart by the seduction that they cannot recover. Uh, Ephesians 5, 6, if you would. Ephesians 5, 6. Here's another different Greek word, completely different word, translated the same. Notice here that these are all talking about somebody affecting you or me, affecting us, deceiving us, uh, making us go uh, the wrong way, making us go astray, to cause us to err. They have an influence on us, and we make the wrong decision. You know, it's a, it's a matter of either not knowing the Word. We just didn't know that. You all have heard my story about uh, being a surety for a man. I knew the Word, but I was deceived to think there was an exception for me because the outcome looked so special. It just looked like the only way God could do it, and that surely, and it's just I was deceived, taken out of the way cost me a lot. Uh, it says in verse, uh, in, excuse me, in chapter 5, verse 6, it says, Let no man deceive you with vain words, empty words, idle words, unemployed words, lot of chatter and clatter, lots of yakking, lots of talking. It can deceive you to thinking. They'll paint, a, they'll paint a picture that says you don't, it'll be just like Adam and Eve, hath God said. Hath God said, ah, he hadn't really said that. So Eve said, I will take a bite. And Adam said, looks good to me. And we're all in trouble because of that. Let no man deceive you. This word is, the, uh, is 3844, and it's a little different word. It means, this is what it said, to misreckon. Misreckon. Well, you know, if you reckon something, you, 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 I, I, I assume it's this, or I, you know, but when you misreckon, you'll say, well, you know, the sky's green. Well, you misreckoned. It's not green, <laughs> it's blue. And so it's a, it's, a, it's a wrong basis for thinking. It also means to delude. Let's look to James chapter 1, where we have been. So those are three, let's see, one, two, three. I'm sorry, that... Uh, that word there was the same one. Oh, where am I? Ephesians 5, 6. I got that wrong. Excuse me. Got to change this. 
Let no man deceive you with vain words. Excuse me, I, I looked at my notes wrong. It means to cheat. So let's put the word cheat in there. Let no man cheat you with vain words. So you can be deceived and it's a cheating. In other words, it costs you. You were on the track, you were on the path, and you got cheated. Let no man cheat you. I've been cheated. I've been cheated. I don't know if y'all been... Yeah, we've all been cheated. We may not even have known how good it was supposed to be. And we settled. You ever settled? Okay. Now, in James chapter 1... Doggone, I'm all over the board here. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm sorry. We hadn't gone there yet. Yeah, good thing I got notes to keep me on the path. <laughs> okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Now we're in a, we're in a, this is still in cheating. It's in uh, verse 18. Hallelujah. Now look at the difference in this verse. This is the point I'm making. Let no man deceive who? Himself. Before it was always somebody getting to you, either through a misreckoning, through a seduction, through, a, uh, through an erring. But here it says, let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, worldly wisdom, let him become a fool. Just leave him alone. Just let him play out his course that he may be wise. I tell you, somebody, some people, and he, he describes them as a fool, their bottom is way down. You know what I mean by that? Now, for me, I get a little pain, and I start paying attention because I don't like to suffer. But some people have a way down bottom. They can take a lot before they rise up and call on God. Pride, you know, that sort of thing. Just, just going to the bottom and won't listen to anybody, won't, won't let God talk to them. And then he said in verse 19, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, for it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. So this word is also the word to cheat. So we plug that in, let no man cheat himself. It's good to go with God. You're cheating yourself if you don't go with God. And you know every day is a decision. It's a choice. Now we'll go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. This is where we've been the last two weeks. And we'll, we'll be here because this is so important. I'm telling you, the Lord is imprinting me. This is major, major in our lives. And so easy, it's just one of those things that you can get it. But verse 22 says... But be ye doers. So the but there is talking about something uh, that was the other way. But he said, no, you be doers, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. So it's talking about a spiritual people. It's talking about a people that's in the word. It's talking to people that know the word. It's talking to people that, that are with other people that, know th that, that hear the word. It's not talking about the reprobate that never knows or never goes. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. So there's a tweaking here. There's an adjustment to the American church for one thing. We are professional sermon hearers by and large as a worldwide or American church. We're, I, and I watched Sunday morning. It was a long and arduous message. And I said, oh Lord, you know, convict me if I've ever done that. But it was just, I mean, you could just, he, and he put it on the board up there. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying, I struggled to follow because it was just 
on and on and on and just so much. It was just so much information. And uh, I, I just I just could barely digest it all. And uh, 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 but here he says, and not here's only. What's the next word? Deceiving your own selves, your own selves. And this is a word that means to misreckon. I said that wrong a while ago. So this is the misreckoning, thinking that because we're in church or because we're we're listening to a, a tape or whatever. Uh, about God and about the, the kingdom, that because we hear it, we've done it. And the Word clarifies that and says, don't misreckon that hearing it is doing it. This is real important, and most people won't catch it, but you will. You will say, I can do this. I can adjust it. And so we, we probably need less Word and more attention to what the Word's saying. Instead of just saying, well, I, I read 50 chapters today, maybe we should just read one and then just stop and, and, and put it in our lives. It seems to be that way. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So there's a, there's a strong implication here that if we don't do it, we automatically go through the deception door, the, the cheating door. We have cheated ourselves We've stepped up to a wonderful meal and, and, and ate the meal and, and we're, we're satisfied, but come to find out it was like drinking a Coke Zero. The whole thing was empty calories, empty nutrition, empty everything. It was nothing, but we think, oh, that was, that's not a good example, but it's, it's along that line. You know, Coke Zero and all that doesn't have anything in it. That's how they advertise it. We have nothing in here except flavor. And so we can't be that. Let me read you this to you in the Passion Translation. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. We're all going to point to ourselves, and I'm going to say it again. Don't just listen. Say it with, after me. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. Well, okay, we've, we've been told. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it, for that is the essence the core, the basis of self-deception. What? We're not, uh, at least, Lord, we're not out running around today. We're not smoking it. We're not drinking it. We're not laying in the bed. We are in church. We dressed up and, and smelled good. And, you know, we got ready and went to church. And we, we weren't rowdy. We just came in, took our place. And you're saying that if we don't respond to that, that we are in self-deception, that's what the Word says. That it's not enough to get gussied up and come to church and, and, and not squirm and carry on, but be a... He said, uh, so always let His Word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. Look in verse 23. I'm going to read it in the King James. It says, for if any be a hearer of the Word and not a doer... He's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass, and he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway he forgetteth what manner of man he was. Passion says, if you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like that person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty, I love this, are fascinated. Let's point to ourselves and say, be fascinated. Yeah. 
with the Word of God. Um, we, we're going we're gonna to wake up here at River Church. We're going to be fascinated by the Word of God. I'll send you all down to First Church. And then you'll come back and say, oh, mercy, mercy. I mean, not that we're good and they're bad. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the Word's being dished out here. But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated and respond by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. So we are fascinated, we respond to truth, and then we're strengthened by it. It says they experience God's blessing in all that they do. The, the King James says, uh, 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 this man shall be blessed in his deed. So I'm making an adjustment. If I, don't, if I don't intend to be a doer of the Word, I'm going to wait to listen to the Word. Because I don't want to be self-deceived. I don't want to be in error. I, the words there is I don't want to be cheated. I've been cheated plenty. I was listening to a tape coming in because I had lots of road time, had you know, about 30 hours of road time. I'm, you know, I'm nothing special. Y'all do that all the time. But I... And, uh, I just, you know, I was listening to one, and I just, I could tell I wasn't getting it. I just wasn't able to digest it. I wasn't able to get it in, and I just turned it off. I said, i got to wait till a better time and put this in. So, and then I just prayed in the Holy Ghost. It wasn't like I, you know, turned it over to Caleb or something like that and said, let's boogie down. I started praying in the Holy Ghost, you know, because I wasn't getting it. Why would we not? do the word we hear. Y'all tell me, why would we not do? We would hear a word that inspires, that fascinates, that strengthens, and then we would leave like a man that was in front of a mirror and said, I got you, and then would walk away and said, I, I, I don't remember that. I, I think sometimes it's rooted in pride. What, what do y'all think? That, Like, I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's not bad, it's not perfect, but it's pretty good. And it's a lot of work to change my mind. Do you all know how hard it is to change your mind? Some people, the last time they changed their mind is when they got the Holy Ghost. And it was so major. That's one reason we pray in tongues on Wednesday. is just to keep, make sure that you never go more than a week, more than seven days, without stirring yourself up, even if it's just for a minute. And get the saints. You know, it just it, it puts us in the family. We're in a we are a Pentecostal family. We are Pentecostal. That's who we are. And it could be a little bit of lazy. Just I know I've been lazy before, where you just you don't want to meditate the word day and night. Now I don't want to pray without ceasing. I just I want to pray a little bit. But the word says to do those things. I want to go back to verse twenty five and we'll finish this up. Verse twenty five. Um uh, in this passion. But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty. I'm changing. I'm not backslid, but I'm, I'm going to get upslid or whatever. I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Because I, I see here how easy it is to get blessed. I just see here, God, it's easy. Just hear it with an intent to do it. 
Well, I'm doing pretty good, and I'm, I'm hitting the high stuff, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not doing anything bad. But there's so much here. L- listen to what it says. Those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated. Now, see, there's something there. We can all, me, I, I, we could get fascinated. And it might be, based on this, that if we read the Word and are not fascinating, it's time to slap yourself and open back up and read again and say, you missed something because this thing is fascinating. This thing is strengthening. This thing is inspiring. And if I'm not inspired, if I'm not strengthened, it's time to go back with the intention of I'm going to get it in a way that it comes in me because then... It says, he shall be blessed in his deed. The doing of the words you hear, the timely, the on-time word that God sends you. How many times have you opened the Bible and just read your daily thing or whatever, and then it came, something impacted you that day where you needed that word? Anybody? Oh, absolutely. It's been like, wow, Lord, this thing was written way back then, and I'm on this. He helps us. And we're in there, we get that word, and we say, Lord, I'm going to change. I'm going to adjust, and I'm convicted that I've been slacking on this. And Lord, I'm fascinated by that. I'll tell you, when you read the word like a chapter with this intention, you can physically, I can, physically feel the strength and the, the settling the protection, the, uh, the, the, uh, the arms of God around you. I, when I read the Word and just not just trying to zip through, God, I got to go, got to go. Can we get a short chapter this morning? <laughs> Lord. Jesus wept. Okay, I read one verse. <laughs> when you just settle down and say, Lord, I'm going to stay here till you talk to me out of your Word, there's just an empowerment that when you hit the day, you're ready. Bring it. Bring it. And if the devil's not big enough to bring it, you can go bring it to him. I mean, get on the offense and just say, yeah, I can do this. I ran into a little man this morning, and uh, I, the, the way he talked, because he talked about going to Pastor Moss's church, so I thought he was Pentecostal. Why would you go to Pastor Moss's church and be, be what he was? But he was, and... But anyway, I just talked to him like he was Pentecostal. And he sputtered a little bit and spit a little bit and everything. But yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we had a marvelous conversation. He wants me to come by again. Just ready for the world. Every day. Listen, every day is important. We have no days to waste. They're not just the ones at the end that are precious or the ones that, like uh, Eric's encounter, where we all, we all throw in for someone that's losing their life or losing their quality. And we say, that's important. Let's all throw in. Every day is important. Just getting up and having toast and jelly and a cup of coffee and going out the door, that day has got special on it. You just don't know or you just hadn't seen. But you got to be ready. So the way to be ready is to be a hearer with the intent to do it, be a doer. Like, Lord, you say to pray without ceasing. I don't even know how to do that. I don't know what that means. I don't have a... But so, Lord, you're going to have to minister to me how to be a doer of that word. Is that right? 
Because, I mean, you could just blow it off and say, well, that's impossible. Well, you're not going to be blessed in anything that way. But if you stop and say, God, I'm going to give you an opportunity, a chance to tell me how that could be. And he will. He'll tell you, start here and build up. Or whatever he'll tell you. This is how you can do it. While you're in the shower, pray. Or while you're, you know, whatever, doing, pray. Instead of listening to Caleb or whatever, you know, turn that off and just on the way to work or whatever. He'll start talking to you about being a doer of the word because our Lord Jesus wants you to be blessed in your doing. It's the whole intent of heaven is to get the business of the kingdom done. That's why we're here. And that's what we're going to do. So, um, I'm blessed. Are y'all blessed? I'm telling you, the Lord is good. He's been good to us. You just don't know. We don't know. We don't know how good He is. But it's so good that we could say it's, it could have been better, and it really it has been better. You don't know how many times cancer couldn't get to you today. You don't know how many times a broke leg was all over your path and how the devil had set stumble up on you, and you walked right over it, and you went right through, and you just went home saying, well, that was an ordinary day, and you don't know that you just avoided a cast and, and you know, all the trouble that was designed to set you aside. So we're going to be doers of the word we hear. We're going to be doers. And if pastor gets up and he just cranks on the same subject for six weeks, it's because it's important to not just say, I heard it, but I'm not doing it. We need to hear it until we are a doer. And so we may just sit there and sit on it until you finally just give up and say, okay, I'm going to do that word. So he'll move on. That'll be, boy, that'll be better than going around the world. And so we're going to do that. I want to tell you all we're going to do some special things this fall. We put off doing the healing room this, this weekend because uh, we have no signage up. We have no, we have no way for anybody to know we're even here. And so uh, we're, we're on it, though. Uh, we found 42 pallets today. You know what a pallet is? It's boards with two nails on each side. And we're going to dismantle them, and we're gonna, if they're still for sale, we're going to give a dollar a piece for them tomorrow if we can. And we're going to put them on this wall. And it's going to be ugly, but so chic. <laughs> it's going to be rusty and yeah, all different sizes, but we're going to, we're going to, and we're going to start, and uh, Barry is going to put a, lights in here. We're going to have lights coming down, our camera. We're fixing to be online. Online. We're going to be online. So what we can't do in here, which we are doing everything, we're going to get outside. I'm telling you, we're on it. We're going to run this thing until it doesn't run. We're going to run it. And I got y'all, y'all are in. So I don't, y'all are Gideon's army. So I appreciate y'all so much, so much. Does anybody need prayer tonight? We want to, we do not want you to leave this place with anything not right. Because there's so much power in this room. Remember in Luke chapter 5, it says the power of the Lord was there to heal. The, or the power to heal was there, so whatever it says. It's, it's here tonight. When we prayed before the service, we had a sense of whew, something powerful going to happen tonight. So what's going on with you that you say, well, I, need a, I need a leg up? Anybody? 
Mr. Lawrence, brother, tell us what's going on. Boy, that's a pit. Uh, you know, you know. We, well, we want to. We want to fix it. Y'all want to. Y'all want to see the Lord Jesus fix Lawrence's lower back where it doesn't hurt anymore. Is anybody else here that's that he broke through and now you'll say, "Pray for me," since we're going to do it. Didn't want to be the only one. Well, well, it's going to be easy. Come here, Miss Lisa. You come over here. Hallelujah. Eric, would you come here, please? We'd get everybody, but this this will be enough because y'all are going to be in agreement. Lower back, is that it? Is there a muscle, a bone, a nerve? What, what do you know? T11. T11. Ah, nurse, Miss Kathleen knows some stuff. T11. T11. Boy, we can zero in on T11. Compressed and partially fractured. Wow. Jesus. Lord Jesus, we just worship you right now. You are so awesome. We are amazed. We are fascinated by your willingness to do so much for us. But Lord, you said you would, and then you said you could. So Lord, we believe. I believe tonight. How about y'all? We believe. So, hallelujah. Is this T11 right in here? Okay, where, that's where it hurts? Is that what? Right there, okay. Okay, I'm on T11, or somewhere close, and the power of God is beginning to seep into your body, Lawrence. And now it's picking up. It's kind of like Ehrman, Harvey. It's, it's picking up. I, I think landfall's coming. Hallelujah. Now, Eric and Lisa and I and everybody in this room, we agree right now that greater is he that is in us than he that's in T11. So we speak to this fracture and this compression, and we resist you now. We're submitted to God. We resist you now, and we tell you to leave Lawrence's body. Be healed. Are you all with me there? Be healed and be made right in Jesus' name. We loose the healing power of the Lord Jesus, and by His blood, we decree and declare health return, pain leave. Be restored, T11, and the disc, the bone of the fracture. We tell the fracture, be healed now. Come together. Be set free in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for faith that asks, and we thank you for faith that receives. We do both tonight. Giving you praise, Lord. Got anything? Oh, thank you, Lord, from Lawrence and Kathleen. God, thank you. We decree it. Miss Lisa, you got anything? All right. Amen. Amen. You are loved, brother. You are. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Mmm. There's still a flow here. There's still a flow here, Mr. Lawrence. Praise God. It's just kind of like you're in surgery or something, and he's the physician's fixing to wrap it up. Hallelujah. Yes. And we tell you, pain, come not again. No, none. 
You are done. You are finished in this body. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Just saturating you. Filling you up. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, can you tell any difference? Can you? Well, I so appreciate y'all coming tonight even with pain. Church is where we ought to go with pain. In Jesus' name. Lord, we, did, we, we drive out even the little pain, the, the gnawing, the aggravation, the, the tingling. Lord, we, we say no. All of it. All of it go. All of it go now. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Whew. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. Well, amen. All right. We, we certainly aren't limiting him to this is all he can do is now. Amen. Life of God. Praise God. Anybody else? Okay. Well, let's just receive our midweek tithes and offerings.